Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. My money matters, does yours? My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking? I am very good. And I'm bone dry right now, man. And bone I'm actually, dry. Yeah, I, got, I have no liquids. Uh, it's, it's like an oven in this office. And so, you, uh, so you need liquids. I know, I do need liquids. I think I'm sweating right yeah, now. Sweat, sweat lodge. If you're on Twitter, I put up my, uh, my DIY blinds, which was taping six pieces of computer paper to the window. Yeah, you know what? Invest in some blinds, dude. <laughs> Invest in, in, in some window treatments, please. It's uh, but not, dude, blinds it's so much go. work. You have to like measure the window no, and no. then go to Amazon.com. No, 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 no. Windows are like standard. They have standard sizes for windows. Most likely, you're gonna have a standard size. You go to you go to Target. You buy some blinds. You drill them to the ceiling. You're done. Sounds like. A Do you know how many work. times I've put up blinds? I've I've moved like three times. I've had to put up blinds each time. It's a pain in the ass. I'll admit, but I put up curtains, blinds. I don't know. Dude. Curtains are easy too. Ah, whatever. You're crazy. Uh, I am drinking uh, a very hot cup of coffee this morning, and it's a French roast from Whole Foods. It's friggin' delicious. I love it. Um, okay. Did it cost your whole paycheck? Oh! No. All right. Okay. Good Moving joke. On. Ruined. I ruined it. Uh, guys, if you got questions, listen to moneymatters.com. You can email us. We are answering them, and we have quite the log. Are you How, how caught up are you? Um, so we recorded an episode, so I was kind of sweating it out. Um, because literally, uh, li- I'm literally sweating, and I was sweating it out because uh, I have I have like 31 or 32 emails to respond to right now. Holy and on crap. one of our previous episodes, I said if I didn't respond to you by August 1st, to email me again because oh, I everyone lost- emailed you again. <laughs> well, no, it did. It didn't mean it didn't go live yet, but I recovered all the emails, so now I'm afraid I'm gonna get massive duplicates. Uh. but. Um, I'll, figure, I'll, it I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, today's catchphrase was "My money matters." Does yours by Hector Villalobos? I am assuming that came from an email, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. But you can send them via Twitter. It's our. Uh, it's at Money Matters Man is our Twitter account. So, um, we're going to talk about life insurance today. We've gotten a lot of questions via email about life insurance, right? A lot of questions. And we're going to talk to Leron Hirschkorn from BestLifeQuote.com. So let's just welcome to the show, Leron. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. So, uh, I, you know, here's I'm going to ask a real big question to start. Uh, do I need life insurance? The answer is maybe. Okay. What are right. the what are the criteria to know if you need it or not? Okay. So, you know, a lot of agents will uh, tell you, yeah, everybody needs life insurance, you know, but that's actually not the case at all. Uh, the criteria really is, you know, is so we'll break it down. There, there's people who need it for personal reasons, people who need it for business reasons. So personally, uh, does anyone rely on you for, for money? Is anyone going to be financially hurt? In my you, life? No. If you die. No. What, me, <laughs> me. He's my, no. my podcast no. host. Okay. I, so I wanted a life insurance policy on his head. <laughs> yeah. And we can, we can, we can, uh, with Lloyd's of London, we can get just his head covered. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, it's like, it's like Futurama. Just keep it fresh in, a, in a, like a, a bowl of water. It'll stay That's alive. Right. Uh, no, I mean, so I, no, personally, I have no one dependent on me at all. I'm a single guy. Um, you know, I just, I don't have any like, oh, you know what? I do have an asset though. I do have a condo that I'm paying for. 
Okay, so right, but I mean, so if, if you die, somebody will sell off, will sell off that condo. Okay, um, and you know, the pro- no, no one's going to be financially hurt. So you you may not need any life insurance. Now, let's say you had a a, a thriving podcast business that brought mm-hmm. in a, a ton of money, and you had a partner, right? Yeah. Now let's say let's say the the, the business is worth you know a million dollars, right? Mm. Your 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 podcast partner may want to have life insurance on you, and you may want to have life insurance on him. Um, so you can get life insurance on somebody that's not your next of kin? You can if there is an insurable interest. So there's a financial interest because you're business partners, mm. right? So you know, let, let's say you had this business, uh, and ideally you'd want to have what's called a buy-sell agreement, right? You want to have, have an agreement that says, if you die, I'm going to buy you out for, you know, X times revenue or, or some kind of formula for what the business is worth. Now, let's say you have a really annoying uh, wife, right? Right. And you don't have this agreement. And then, you know, your partner's going to come and you die and she's going to say, all right, I'm ready to be on the podcast. I'm in the business. Uh-huh. Um, you don't necessarily want that. So if you have a buy-sell agreement, it says you can buy your partner out for X times revenue. Now, where are you going to get the money for that? The funding mechanism would be life insurance. So that could be a case where maybe you might need life insurance if the business was worth something and if you know you wanted to have this agreement in place and, and you didn't have the cash or the business didn't have the cash to, to, you know, to be able to fund the purchase. Uh, but otherwise, if you're single, um, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I would say you don't have to have co- coverage. Now, if you were thinking, you know, in a few years, I'm probably gonna have a family and get, you know, have kids or whatever. Then maybe you want to get a policy because you're young and you can lock in the rate while you're healthy. But I wouldn't say it's something that you really had to have. So, um, so to kind of just get like a more realistic scenario here, I think the podcast is worth roughly eight hundred or nine hundred dollars. Right. Uh, <laughs> can, can I can I put like a five hundred thousand dollar thing on Matt's head so when he dies I just become rich? Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Damn it. Why are we doing this again? Uh, but, yeah. But, it's, uh, but, but, but call me later. <laughs> no, right, I, listen, uh, what is life insurance though? Cause is it, is, I always assumed it was to pay for funeral costs and, you know, so that your family doesn't, uh, go into bankruptcy. Right. I, so, you know, obviously it could be more than funeral costs. So let's go back to the example of somebody relying on you to, you know, when, when you're making money. So let's say somebody makes, you know, $100,000 a year. Uh, their mm-hmm. spouse either or, or significant other either works or doesn't work and maybe doesn't make as much and they need that income to, you know, pay the bills. Yes. So if I'm a, you know, 25-year-old making $100,000 a year, I'm probably going to, in the next, you know, 30, 40 years, I'm, I'm going to produce, you know, a couple million dollars in terms of income, right? So, you know, the, the point of a policy would be, to replace that future income that I would have otherwise had if, if I would have died, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why somebody would take out a million, two million dollar policy to replace that future income. So besides just paying the funeral bills, you know, if you want your family to be able to keep, you know, living the same lifestyle, paying the bills, pay off the mortgage, have money for college, all, all the things that you otherwise would have done with your money, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and then, if you think about the other spouse or or the significant other partner, you know, they might be working a full time job, but now you know you have a couple little kids, and and you know their dad or mom just died. You might want to quit and take some time off, you know, and and spend time with the grieving kids. You know, 
don't let those little kids suffer at home every day while you're <laughs> working a full-time job and they have no no parents you know so so it gives you having that money there that quick access to cash gives you the ability to have a lot of options right you can quit your job you can take off you can work less hours you know it allows you to make to make choices that you wouldn't have otherwise had so that's a perfect scenario where yeah it makes sense to have life insurance so um, Matt and I were talking before uh, you came on and just about life insurance and some of our questions and uh Matt, Matt being the skeptic, uh, I, I actually have life insurance. Cause, oh, you do? You know, I, I do. I mean, it's through my job, and I think it's subsidized. But, um, you know, I figured if I die, I want to make sure Laura's taken care of. And Matt, Matt asked me a really good question, I thought, which was, he's like, you have a bunch of investments. You know, you're not in debt. Like, it, you have a pretty good setup. Uh, why is that not sufficient? Why do you then need life insurance? And uh, so I think Laura could maybe live like 10 years off of what we have. And, and I think that's a, a great question. So if we have enough for her to exist for 10 years, do we really need life insurance? Uh, I mean, you could, you could be self-insured, right? So if you have a lot of money in the bank, you could be self-insured. It really, it really depends on your, on your situation. One, uh, you know, a group policy through your job is probably really cheap, right? It's probably... It's super cheap, yeah. It's... It's super cheap. So you might be paying five, ten dollars a month or something for, oh, for, some, for some additional coverage, you know, for three, four times your salary or something to that effect. So it's super cheap. So it's not like a, a really like crazy decision to get to get some coverage. But let's say, yeah, I'm self-insured. So it really depends, right? Uh, what are your assets in? Are they in real estate? Do you own, you know, a million dollar house or or, or whatever it is? Do you own, I wish. Do you own <laughs> do you own do you own property that's that's uh you know that's real estate that you don't want the person to sell right so you want to have give them liquid money um, but you know if you have if you have money and investments that's going to cover the person for the next ten years you you might not need any life insurance the reality is most Americans uh, are in cre- have credit card debt you know the mm-hmm. average the average right. person the average person isn't self insured um, but you know the, the whole thing about being self insured is the reason. Why a lot of people, including myself, recommend people buy a cheap term policy and and don't push expensive like whole life policies because if you're 20, 30 years old, you buy a, a term policy that's you know inexpensive for 20 or 30 years. Hopefully, during that time, you're building up assets so that by the time you get to age 55, 60, 65, you do have a decent amount of assets built up and and you don't necessarily need life insurance anymore. And so the whole you know, the whole thing can be really inexpensive to have, well, to have some coverage. Are, are, you, are you then kind of screwed? So say you did that when you were 20, you know, you bought it for 10, 20 years, whatever, to right. to get you to the point where you have these assets. And then say you reach that point and it turns out for whatever reason you don't have the assets. Did you right. screw yourself on your, <clears throat> on your future? Damn, I really do need one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so did you kind of screw your future self on like, not buying the the full life policy because uh, now you're buying it at a later age. No, I don't think so. I mean, I I do kind of uh, work with a lot of people who are in you know, let's say in their fifties, and yeah, their their original term policy has expired. They thought that they you know wouldn't need coverage at this point anymore, but you know they took out a home equity loan to pay for kids' college, and they want to have coverage to you know pay off the mortgage if if one of the you know, one one of the uh, one of them dies or something. Um, no, I mean, so with term policies, the when the policy expires, you can continue the policy, but the rate does jump up. Um, if you know, if you're still relatively healthy, you can get a new policy 
Uh, and you probably don't need as much coverage as maybe you originally bought when you were 20 or 30. So you can always you can buy a new policy, and even at 50, it can still be inexpensive if you're if you're you know in in okay health. If if you're in terrible health and you can't get a new policy, that's when you might be a little bit screwed because then you have to continue that term policy, and the rate will increase every single year. Um, now you you may also have a chance to convert a policy in the first 20 years to a permanent policy. So it could be that you still have that option if you realize, hey, my policy is expiring in three or four years. I'm really going to need coverage. My health is terrible, and I have a right to convert this policy to a permanent policy. You can do that, and that may be your best option if you, you're still going to need coverage and you uh, your health is not good, where you can't buy a new a new policy. So you might you might still have some options, um, you know. But for most people, they're not going to need as much coverage when they're 65 as when they're you know 35. Well, can you explain what term versus whole life insurance is? Sure. Yeah. So that, that's what you're saying, right? Um, yeah. What? Well, yeah. So term essentially is a policy that has a set uh, time frame around it. So let's say uh, it could be 10, 20, or 30 years. So you buy a 20-year policy, your price is fixed for that 20-year period. Mm-hmm. After 20 years, uh, your rate will increase to continue the policy. And you typically term policies, you can continue a policy till like 90 or 95. But the issue is that after the term expires, the rate will increase. Uh, the good thing is that uh, why you don't will it increase? Like, why is that an, a fact? Because because the way term insurance works is the price is fixed for a set period of time. So if I'm 30 and I buy a 20 year policy at age 50, I, I have a fixed rate until age 50. At age 51, the rate will increase and adjust based on my age. But that, that does that mean that when time. the term's over, you don't have life insurance anymore? So you have to die within those years in that term. If if you don't continue the policy, really. Right? If, you, if you decide I'm not paying the higher price. Then yeah, the the coverage is over. Now, if you think about it, that term, kind of sucks. It does and it doesn't. Right? I mean, it's just it's and if you don't die within those, you know, whatever that term is, the life insurance just collects that money and they're like, well, fuck you, because you're not, you know, right. And you didn't you didn't ever get a chance to use it. But I guess that's what you know, like how all insurance works. That's the upside of insurance. So I think like you don't want your house to burn down, right? You know, it's for a, fire it's insurance. Thing. It's right. the same thing with car insurance and, and house insurance. But if you look at the price difference for what like a permanent policy would be, either either some kind of universal or whole life, what what whole life or it could be universal is policies that are that are set to really last for your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other bells and whistles like they'll build up you know a cash savings that you can either take out or borrow against, and, oh, that's and cool. some additional things there. I, but, I have huge questions around that, but oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, go on. Yeah, so I mean the 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 difference in price between, you know, a term policy for five hundred thousand for a thirty-year-old may cost you, you know, thirty bucks a month, whereas that same whole life policy might be, you know, four thousand, five thousand dollars a year. So, you know, wow. that's why you'll hear a lot of people saying buy term and invest the difference. You'll you hear a lot of people saying, you know, if you buy a term policy and then invest what you would have otherwise paid into a whole life or some kind of permanent policy into investments, you're going you're gonna to come out ahead. 20 years later, your term policy may not be there, but the investments you made are going to be more than, you know, more than 500000 So why not just screw it all together and just invest? Screw it all together and invest, except that I still need coverage today if I die tomorrow, right? Got so yeah. I buy a cheap term policy. I you know spend fifty, a hundred bucks a month, depending on my age and health and how much coverage I need, and I have coverage now. There are situations where people need permanent insurance. Uh, if you have estate taxes that are going to be owed, for example, you're mega wealthy, you have a lot of real estate, 
your, your family's going to pay a million dollars in estate taxes when you die. You don't want them to sell the family business or real estate in order to come up with that money. A permanent policy may make sense there. Um, you know, but for the most part, I, th- I think term insurance makes sense for a lot of people. I mean, what if you don't plan on dying? Then you don't need life insurance. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, with with my job, I was um, I was offered either, and I, I may be saying this incorrectly, but I Probably. was offered what I am assuming is normal life insurance, like if I die of a heart attack or something like that. And then there was or thirst, uh, <laughs> or thirst. <laughs> right. And then and then there was death and dismemberment. And when I was signing up, I figured, you know, I'm not going to die of a heart attack. I'm healthy, but I'm a crazy motherfucker. So I'm probably going to die in a fire explosion in like a Red Bull event or something. So I I signed up for the death and dismemberment one because I figured I'm going to die in some like dramatic, crazy way. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that you had to choose between whether you think you're going to die of a heart attack or a Red Bull explosion? (laughs) So this is is my interpretation. Yeah. Okay. That's what you thought. You'd so, be surprised, but they, they actually have that on the forms. <laughs> it's like check check one for. No, I mean, do, do you Red Bull? Uh, yeah. Well, okay, that that's interesting to me because I'm thinking if is that like a different type of policy? If like a health related death versus a like gay, say a car accident related death? Yeah, you could. Well, there are there there are different types of policies. A regular most regular life insurance policies cover you for both disease, illness, and accidental death. Okay. Then there are separate policies you can get that just cover you for accidental death. They're, they're, they're a lot cheaper, obviously, because they're only covering you for accidental death. But the reality is somebody who's young is more likely to die from accident. a Red Bull fire explosion right, of course. <laughs> than, than from cancer. So um, you can get – and, and the, that's also a good option for somebody that has significant health issues and they can't get a, a regular policy. They can get anybody can qualify for an accidental policy. So, and then uh, they just sign up for some Red Bull challenge, and yeah, exactly, or, or not. <laughs> well, I, you know, because you're you you specialize in high risk life insurance, right? Yes. So that's and so a high risk life insurance is say like I am a guy who is a professional skydiver. Right. That's right. one aspect of high risk. I've high seen. Risk. I saw Along Came Polly, so I'm pretty familiar with this territory. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, the high risk category could be a few things. Could be one people who I I recently insured a guy who did paragliding every single weekend out of the year, 50 times out of the year. He did paragliding. Obviously that's, that's considered high risk. It could be that you travel to high risk uh, countries. Um, and then it could also mean like West Africa. Yeah. Like Ebola. Yeah. (laughs) Ebola. Uh, I thought that was a website, you know. Uh, so, so <laughs> you could buy cheap furniture off of it. <laughs> yeah, Ebola. Uh, so, uh, and then the other category could be health issues, right? Uh, or, or just interesting areas like people who use medical marijuana, or uh, people who use e-cigarettes, and some companies will give them non-smoker rates, or they have they have health issues like multiple sclerosis or you know Crohn's disease or. So this or gets other. like real detailed. Y- yes, or it, it can get, be. It, yeah, it, it really it can be real detailed as far as like when people have are in specific situations, kind of like what type of coverage they can get approved for, and what's the best route, which companies would approve them, and you know, and and kind of my specialty is knowing the underwriting guidelines of all these various companies out there to know which company to match somebody up with so that they can get approved and get the best rates. 
When you, we were talking before, it, it reminded me of a discussion I had with my buddy. He was telling me about a, a life insurance thing that he was thinking of signing up for. And I, I seriously, I, before this interview, I searched the, the entirety of the internet. I couldn't, maybe I didn't know how to phrase it properly, but he was telling me about this life insurance where he could borrow against it. And there was all these other complicated things that he could do. To right. tap value as opposed to just like die. So I guess my question is like, what what is the name of that? And then if maybe you could compare that to just a standard life insurance but, policy. Yeah. So I mean, any uh, most types of permanent coverages they could be universal life, and within the world of universal life and whole life, you have various different things. So universal life is a is a permanent type of policy that allows you to have some flexibility as opposed to as opposed to whole life so the flexibility means you can maybe change payments you can lower the death benefit you can it, ha- it has some flexibility within universal life you have what's called index universal life you have policies that are linked to the performance of the S&P 500 for example and then hmm. they they can build up cash value um, you have a variable uh, universal life which you can buy mutual funds within a policy and also grow cash value that way Whole life is usually based on a, a dividend that the insurance company pays, or um, it, it, some some form of dividend they pay. So, so to, to make sure I'm up. understanding this correctly, so say I'm paying <clears throat> like I don't know twenty dollars a month or something for this life insurance policy. You're saying that behind the scenes, maybe fifteen of that twenty dollars is being invested by the insurance company, right. and then if I die, whatever that amount is will come back to me. I mean, yeah, well, so, or or my heirs or whatever. Yeah. So the way it works is some of that some of that money goes to pay the pure cost of insuring you, right? So let's say out of that twenty dollars, yeah, let's say maybe five goes towards the pure cost of what insurance costs, and then the rest would go to into some kind of uh, cash value, um, and that cash value over time can either increase your death benefit or you know it can create a pool of of money there that you can. Potentially in the future, uh, people. the reason why people borrow against it instead of just taking it out is because when you borrow against that money, it's considered a loan and it becomes uh, a tax-free uh, sort of uh, uh, event. You're not paying taxes because you're borrowing from yourself instead of withdrawing money that has grown, which well, you would pay is taxes. There a point, is there a point where I would eventually get that investment back? Like, you know, I, I don't die. But right. there's a I just kind of yeah. get that money. Th- there is yeah. There there is a point where you know once you pay into. I mean, with a whole life policy, after about ten years, you would break even between the cash that you put into it and uh, and the, the cash value that's there. And then if you pay into it for a long time, twenty thirty years, then yeah, you can have more cash than what you put into the policy, and you can start taking distributions. You know, for uh, like as as yearly income, and that's and that's how a lot of agents sort of push the concept of whole life. The, the issue is that the, the long-term returns are probably somewhere between 4 to 6%. So it's not, you know, 4 to 5%. It's not a tremendous long-term return on your money. So mm-hmm. I would say don't buy it for the, for the investment purpose. You know, buy life insurance for the protection part of it, um, you know, first. Right. And, you know, and then, you know, if you want to spend the money on a, on a permanent policy, you could do that. But but think of life insurance first as protection and, and well, everything, are these, everything else. Are these more expensive than, say, a standard one because it has all these additional options? Like, the, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so if you compare, like, let's say, 
what you're calling standard, maybe a, a term policy, right? Which mm. is you're just paying for the pure pure cost of insurance. So, uh, which I would have been that five dollars out of the twenty dollars in the price? Right. Uh, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, if you compare, um, you know, a thirty-year-old for a five hundred thousand-dollar policy might pay fifty bucks a month. For a whole life policy, they might pay they might pay three four hundred dollars a month. So, yeah, mm. it's a lot. It's a lot more expensive. And the issue is that uh, about thirty-nine percent of people uh, cancel their whole life policies in the first ten years. So, all that really additional money they paid is gone. So they they don't get to cash it out. Like it's just. Uh, it's They're, just like a, like a poor performing investment they, that is like firewalled from their actual bank account. Yeah, they, they get to cash it out, but they're losing money on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can you give me, uh, to wrap things up, uh, the best sort of advice that you give to people who are looking for life insurance? And I, I, I'm, I know I, I don't want to generalize it too much, but I think it, for, for me to – understand that i think i need it a little bit general generalized yeah yeah sure okay uh the best advice i can give you is don't think of life insurance as an investment vehicle uh get it for protection for 95 percent of situations term life is the way to go okay uh, e- even though that's sort of generalizing that's you know that's my opinion for for most people term is the best and, way to go and what, what length of term um, it depends. I mean, the most popular length is 20 years, but it really depends on your age and, you know, how, you know, if you're, if you're 20 years old, you might want to get a 30 year term. If you're 40, 15 or 20 year might be so, fine. So the majority of our audience fits between 25 and 35. So, yeah, so 20 or 30 year term policy is mm-hmm. the way to go. What about companies? As far as companies, there's lots of really good companies out there. Like on my website, you can compare rates and mm-hmm. uh, you'll see all the companies with the pricing. But companies like you know Prudential and Banner, Protective, uh, MetLife, SBLI, they're they're all they're all good. American General, they're all good companies that you know that are going to be very very competitive. And uh, who do you think should get life insurance? Uh, like who's again, the best? Who's the best candidate? Best candidate is the family breadwinner. Okay. That guy was going to ask that because, you know, in Andrew's situation, does his wife need health insurance? Or I'm sorry, health insurance. Life insurance if he's the one that's bringing home the bacon, as they say? Uh, does his wife need? So, yeah, so that's an interesting question. Um, the answer is I would say it's worth exploring, right? Because um, right now uh, he doesn't have any kids, right? I'm assuming. Right. So if you have kids and your wife you're bringing in the the, the bacon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um you're wife- hungry sorry yeah <laughs> i'm gonna make some bacon yeah um you bring in the bacon and um your wife uh, wasn't really making as much or wasn't working at all right um you know and she died you might again but going back to that example you might want to take some time off to spend with the kids you might uh maybe she was watching the kids during the day you might need to hire somebody so Having some money there, you don't need a, a huge policy, but having some, you know, maybe a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollar policy gives you some options to say, hey, you know what, I want to take some, I want to take three months off work to like just spend with my kids, or you know, uh, and you're going to need to hire a nanny or whatever it is. So it, it might make sense to have something, but uh, probably not anything ex- very significant or very expensive. Does it depend on where you live? Does the price go up? It, no, it does. Oh, okay. It, uh, it, uh, I mean, if you live in West Africa, yes. Okay, right. If you live in a but, danger zone, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but no, not in, I mean, not in the U.S. It's no. not like uh, property insurance, where it's, it's like not if like you live in like a, the tornado 
you know, valley, it's going right. to... Right. I heard your hot. show, I think, yesterday. So let's say you live in Newark, the car theft capital of the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, uh, yeah you're not going to pay more. Okay. That's interesting, because I figured that would actually have some say. So what's the average... All right. So you mentioned... Uh, a twenty-year term life insurance or life insurance for the breadwinner of the family. What's that person expected to pay per month, roughly? You know, if you get let's say like a five hundred thousand dollars policy, you're young and healthy, mm-hmm. you could be paying you know twenty, thirty bucks a month. It's not okay. expensive. Interesting. I actually want to uh, reiterate your website. It's bestlifequote.com, and it's pretty. It's really well designed. I like this website. Thank you. Everything's very big and easy to read, and it just I can it under I can understand it. I don't know. It just it's it's just very very well done. Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, uh, cool, man. Uh, I you know, Leon, I really appreciate you coming on and shedding some light on this situation because honestly, like it, like for me, I'm definitely not getting life insurance. I'll tell you that right now. I am a right. single man with no right. assets or just one little asset that'll just be sold. And right. no one cares if I die, except maybe Andrew. Oh, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. And if I if I get married, probably won't get life insurance. But if I have kids, then I'm going to look into life insurance for sure. Right. And, you know, that kind of makes sense. A lot of people don't really look into life insurance until they have kids. Okay. So, that's, that's, so I'm not out of the norm. No, not out of the norm. And most honestly, most people care more about making sure, you know, they're what, like they, the spouse is good, you know, they're working and stuff like that. But once they have kids, they're like, uh, they're, you know, kind of hopeless if, <laughs> if they're not taken care of, you know, they can't do anything about it. So I should have some coverage. So that's really common that, you know, suddenly, you know, there's a woman that's pregnant, they might start looking mm-hmm. for, uh, for some life insurance coverage. So it's very common. Cool. Well, Leron, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Sure, thanks. I enjoyed uh, being on the show with you guys. Excellent. So uh, you're Leron Hirschkorn, bestlifequote.com. Go check it out. Go If you're interested in getting a, uh, a life insurance quote, right? Yep. They can go on your website, fill out this information, and get a quote. Yep, absolutely. Cool. All right, man, I really appreciate it. And guys, thanks for hanging out with us, of course. And if you guys have questions about this, uh, email us. It's listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. We say it every episode. Uh, and if you like the show, leave us a review on Stitcher or iTunes. I don't know why I said Stitcher first. iTunes. That's where we want. I mean, we got some good. I actually just I, read. I we, think that they should review us on iTunes. And then if they were thinking about reviewing us on Stitcher, they should try really hard to review us on iTunes. And then if they can't, they should try again and then review us. Can you just Stitcher. copy and paste the review? You just actually could. Both? You know, if you if you really want to show the love, both would be <laughs> amazing. I want to read one. Uh, it's a five-star review titled Great Podcast from El Jefe19 from the United States. And I feel like I know this name. Because you read it already. And you mm. called it, when you first read it, you called it El Jefe. And I was like, dude, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I, this is definitely, yeah. I don't I, think dude, I, 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 I talk with the El Jefe by email. And we make fun of you frequently. Oh, do you? Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Oh, I appreciate it. All right, I'll read another one then. I don't know if I read that one, but okay. It sounds you did. Different. You definitely did. Well, El Jefe 19, though. I'm going to okay. read it anyway. I, okay, fine. It's yeah. from July 8th. so it's I not... don't know if you read El Jefe 
19. 19, Exactly. You might have only read like 18. Okay. Matt and Andrew have a good thing going here. I can't say every episode is relevant to my personal situation. I haven't really found a podcast where every episode was a zinger. What I like is that they have a different perspective on finance that is dominated by reason and math, not some old guy yelling at you or telling you what the Bible says you should do with your money. (laughs) You're sure to get some good ideas and tips from these guys while listening to an entertaining podcast. Definitely worth a listen or two or three. I don't think I've read that one. That was badass. That was badass. You, you must have a group of El Jefe uh, fans. Yeah, we have El Jefe. Everyone should change their name over to El Jefe. We should start at El Jefe Clan. <laughs> uh, so check out our website, listenmoneymatters.com. And uh, actually, I want to pitch or promote one little thing. Uh, I have a video that I did. It's, an, it's a minute long, and it's about uh, it's a summer savings tip, and it's for a contest. And if we win, we get 1000 bucks which uh, we're going to use to create more videos. We're going to do some more animated videos with this prize money. That's the point of it. You know, the reason we make money is so we can make more things, right? So go to listenmoneymatters.com slash videos. All you have to do is watch it. It's one minute. And it's, I think it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny, actually. Okay, thank you. I was hoping for you to I know, you're like waiting. Say, I was waiting like, oh, for shit. The, I'm waiting for the, the, the audio pat on the back. <laughs> God, this is the awkward situation. Where it's like, Matt, you're very good. I like everyone you too. loves you. You shouldn't get life insurance because technically no one loves you. I anyway. thought you were going to use the thousand uh, dollars to buy life insurance. You know, I could, I could, or I can use it to buy like a wife and a kid, or at least start that fund. I heard there's deals in Ukraine. There are. There. Right, I was you know, just right going to say the exact same joke. I was like, Ukraine. <laughs> All right, let's get things wrapped up. Thanks again for hanging out with us. And, of course, we look forward to the next episode. So later, guys. Later, man. Bye.